0: This is Vasavi Kumar, founder of the Mind Your Own Business membership community. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza, with The Mastermind Effect.
1: You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, hey, everyone. This week, we have Vasavi Kumar, the founder of the Mind Your Own Business membership community, the upcoming mastermind hit publish mastermind. She opens up about being in toxic relationships while being an addict, all while running a successful company. She lets us know that her greatest learnings have come from her mistakes. And when she realized that she had the bright, shiny object syndrome, check it out. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to the show where, you know, I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today to help us do that, we have got the founder of the Mind Your Own Business membership community, hit publish mastermind and the podcaster of Being Human podcast, Vasavi Kumar. Vasavi, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Brandon. I love that introduction, and I mostly, most definitely loved how beautifully you said my name.
1: Oh, you know what? Hey, we we practice on that a little bit before we started. We that, did. Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> we did. We did.
1: We're in a no lie zone here. So no lie. When. Everyone that's listening to this realizes the value that you're bringing and they sit there and they say, you know what? I want to connect and and work with her. What's the best way for them to reach out to you, whether it's personally, through cell, social, email, how would you like them to reach out to you?
0: I would say the easiest way is if you go to my website, vasavikumar.com, and you can contact me directly through there. Or if you're on Instagram, my handle is my name is Vasavi and you can just DM me and I respond to all my DMs personally.
1: Yeah. And you've got a team around you, but I like the fact that you're sitting there saying, hey... I'm going to respond to you personally. I'm not going to be sending someone after, you know, to respond on the DM.
0: You know, I'm at the place right now where as I'm growing, you know, I can still manage that. Like a lot of the emails my team does. But for me, when people reach out, if I see it, I'm going to respond to it because that's just how I've always wanted to run my business is to have that personal connection. And yes, I understand as I grow and expand, that's not maybe always going to be the case. But as if I can do that right now, I, I will. And I will continue to do so because i I just always want people to feel seen and heard.
1: Absolutely. I love that. And let's just let's dive into it. Okay. Let's get this going. All right. Let's start kind of like in the education. You know, the availability for the information that we have access to today has drastically changed over the last five, 10 years. And how we've learned has drastically changed over the last five, 10 years, in my opinion. You know, when when you and I were younger, it was textbooks and teachers and family and friends. And then it eventually became our coworkers. But the reality is that's like a sliver of what's possible out there when you surround yourself in that sphere. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today?
0: That's a great question. So as a first-generation Indian woman, first-generation Indian immigrant woman, education, formal education was something that was heavily ingrained in our minds, my sister and I, and from a very young age, right? Like, go to college, get your Ivy League education. My sister did her medical residency at Harvard. I got my master's in social work at Columbia. You know, so it's like, go to school, learn, learn, learn. And while I'm a huge, I mean, yes, I I I do think like formal education is great. Like I'm not going to say like oh just just go out there and wing it. Like yeah, if you if if there's a specialty that you, if you want to get become specialized in something, yes, go and actually learn your subject matter so you so you have a good solid foundation. But for me personally, the greatest education for me has been the mistakes that I've made, and um, the amount of times that I have fallen on my face and gotten back up. And it's also been my willingness to experience and experiment new things and not just take this one conventional path or just one way of doing things. I've always had a very, and I still do have a very creative and scattered mind. And of course, I've learned how to create structures and strategy and systems in my life so that I can allow my creativity to come to life. But for me, education has always come from actually doing it, not just talking about it, not just reading. And while that's all very important, but actually putting it into action.
1: So taking that hands-on approach... And knowing how to implement it, it's almost like when you want to, you know, you want to mold that clay, you can watch someone and you can learn from how they're doing it. But once you actually take the hands on approach, that's really where it's your bread and butter.
0: I got to say though, I mean, everything starts with mindset, right? It's the reason why I started the membership community and it's called mind your own business because so many people who get into business are like, oh, I just need to do this, this, and this. I just need to have a website. I just need to have a few services. I just need to you know, put myself out there, whatever it is. And it's like, no, bro, that's not how it goes. Cause you can have all the strategy in the world, but if you do not have the mindset, if you do not cultivate the growth mindset, that's like, okay, I'm going to be confronted with a lot of limiting beliefs. I'm going to be confronted with a lot of fears and a lot of doubts and insecurities and that's why I always say starting your own business is the deepest most intense personal growth course, course workshop you will ever take because it will show you all of your insecurities. It will show you your weaknesses. It'll also show you your strengths, right? If you allow yourself, if you allow yourself to just deepen your trust and faith in yourself and what it is that you're here to do but it's, yeah, it's not just all about strategy. It's all about the mindset. It's all about mindset, right? Because your mind literally will tell you what you can and can't do. It's the beliefs that we hold about ourselves. It's the things that we're telling ourselves that will dictate whether or not we go take that risk, whether we go put ourselves out there. So, you know, that's, that's really what I like to help people with is to, you know, yes, give you the strategy to go from point A to point B, and also really start to look at, who you are look at your strengths i use a strengths based approach i always want to highlight what your strengths are but also let's take the darkness which are your limiting beliefs which are the negative thoughts which are your insecurities and let's look at them let's confront them let's be honest about the things that are holding ourselves that is holding ourselves back because if we do not confront those subconscious beliefs, those unconscious beliefs, those are always going to be driving us. And then we're going to be wondering, why am I not farther along? Why am I so scared to do X, Y, and Z? And I have to say, as a recovered addict and alcoholic, I use this approach with all my clients because what got me sober and what helps me stay sober every single day is rigorous honesty. Brutal, brutally rigorous Honesty with myself and with another. It's why I'm so transparent on my podcast. And even right now, I'm so honest about the fact that I am a recovered addict and alcoholic and sharing it holds me accountable. It keeps me accountable to myself also to really just kind of share the thing out loud. When we take the thing that is holding us back, or when we have when we work with a mentor or a coach to that can reflect back some of the things that they're seeing, we no longer can hide from it. We can't run from it. We can't just sweep it aside. We have to see ourselves, all of us for who we are. And we have to see it with compassion and grace and no judgment. And then really ask ourselves, how do I want to handle this moving forward? Am I going to let this control me? Or am I going to deepen my faith? Am I going to move from fear to faith and deepen that trust and belief in myself and keep taking action one day at a time?
1: Yeah. And and one of the things that you said right there was like, You know, addressing our successes and addressing you know our strengths, but also when you address your weaknesses or your failures or whatever you want to call that, it's it's being open and honest with the world, and it's not you're not using it now as an excuse or a crutch. You're not letting it define you. You're able to reframe your past and what you might say is your your mistakes to make a better present and future, and not using it as a crutch anymore. So. I love how you, how you framed that and your open and honesty. So, you know, moving on, there are so many ways to take in information more than ever before. Some people look for mentors, accountability buddies, masterminds, coaches, online courses, a lot of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you find them?
0: This is great. I am currently learning from my mistakes. I also have mentored. I mean, you have to understand I've been in business for 10 years. So my biggest problem in my business was this. I had a lot of ideas and I wanted to implement all of them at once. I had a lot of bright, shiny object syndrome. I never really dealt with comparison so much. I don't get distracted easily by what other people are doing. I get distracted by me and by my mind and my ideas. So right now where I'm currently at is I've spent, and this may not be the answer that you want to hear, but and i and i owe a lot of this to my own recovery i spent the past year and a half i'm over a year and a half sober now i spent a lot of time in solitude and i spent a lot of time in self reflection and i spent a lot of time asking myself how do i want my business to look what is it what is the bigger picture here i do believe in investing in communities and be, and, and 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 investing in mentors and coaches and i had done all of that my issue was that I was trying to implement all of it all at once. And it was like these one-time offers or this was like, there's no strategy to what I'm putting out there. It's like one day I'm promoting this, the other day I'm promoting this. And so I had to buckle down. I had to get really quiet. And number one thing is that I had to ask for help. So where I'm at right now in terms of my own support is that I have a team now. And I've hired a company called Remote Rockstars. I love them. Oksana Uh, I don't know how to say her last name, it's Russian, Uh, but she's a beautiful human being. And she's really helped me just have that overall system in my business, like the process with every single thing, whether it's getting clients, processing payments, client onboarding, having a launch strategy, having a content calendar. So I found someone who is supportive of my creative wildfire. That's what I have now, because my issue was never that I, I, I lack inspiration or I lack motivation. My business is the number one thing that I have never lost drive to go out and take action on. What I needed support in at this point in my life after 10 years and having learned so much and done a lot of the internal work and getting sober, because let's just face it, being a cokehead and an alcoholic is just really no recipe for success in your business. So by the grace of God, I'm here sober. I had to get now what I, the kind of support that I really needed was someone to really kind of see me and see my ideas and be like, okay, boss, let's hunker down let's put a plan to your ideas. Not everything that you think is urgent is an emergency. Not every single idea is meant to be implemented right now. So I have a team now. I have a team that takes care of a lot of the admin stuff. Cause I was, I'm a one, I was a, I was a one woman show, Brandon. I was doing everything like editing podcasts, sending out invoices, responding to things. And so I had to get really clear on and really see that, you know, really asked myself, what is my zone of genius? Where do I really want to spend my time? Where do I shine? And so I realized where I do shine is creating the podcast, writing to my writing, right? Um, doing these interviews, reaching out, like re- really with the sales aspect, like reaching out to my clients, potential clients and getting them enrolled. Like it's those conversations, it's the nurturing, it's the creative aspect, everything else I've outsourced. So that's where I'm at in terms of support. I was my biggest obstacle. Because I needed that support. I I really needed someone outside of me to see me and to see the gift that I was bringing and being like, hold on, you're gonna set yourself on fire if you don't slow down. But it took a lot of self-reflection and solitude and quieting of my mind to even see what I wanted to create and then bring in the support once I started to bring in that money to afford the support. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and I think from an entrepreneurial standpoint, which that's always a very interesting word to me, a lot of people like, I'm an entrepreneur, but what does that really mean? But a true entrepreneur, like we will go after those shiny objects. We will sit there and try to be everything to everyone, which means we're really nothing at the end of the day. We need to know what our strengths are. And in your case, the creative side, like dealing with the people were your strengths. And then hire your weaknesses, which was the billing, the editing, the just the, the, I don't want to say it was mundane, but the stuff that was not action taking that actually created real results. Now, you said that you were working with Oksana. Is she the one who built the team, helped you build the team around you then?
0: She's the head of Remote Rockstars, which is a team of virtual assistants. So I have my own designated account manager. I have, you know, I I, I basically buy a package of hours every month. So I have like 18 hours with her, right? And so every Monday we have our team call and we look at where do we really want to allocate this time? So right now what the team really works on, the bulk of the hours is my podcast editing. And the management of that, which is perfect for me because my zone of genius is speaking. My zone of genius is that I can not sit down in front of a mic and be like, all right, I'm going to record this solo episode today. Like I started with one episode a week, which is on Thursdays, I do guest interviews. And now I, I'm putting out three episodes per week, one guest interview and two solo episodes. There's no freaking way in hell I was going to be able to do that if I had to manage all the editing myself. That's a lot of time. It's at least, you know this, I'm sure, four to five hours per episode. To do the show notes, to do the a lot of fucking time, dude. And so it's like, dude, I have so much more space. Oh my god, it feels so good to just be like, awesome. I'm gonna do three episodes per week. They're gonna take care of all the editing. All I gotta do is show up and speak. And so now, more people are listening to my podcast. I just restarted the podcast back in May of you know 2020. I'm almost at 10,000 downloads. That was my goal for the end of 2020. I want to hit 10,000 downloads. I'm now charging people to be guests on my podcast. Who come to me and they're like, I want to be a guest, and now I'm off. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I do. They pay for guest appearances. I never even thought I could do that. But what I'm really valuing what I've built, and I say this, like I say this to my clients too, who are like, they're not really seeing what they bring to the table, and I see, I, I I'm valuing myself, and I'm valuing the time that it's taken for me for what I have built. So when people are like, Hey, I want to be on your podcast, I'm like, Sure. There's a two hundred fifty dollar guest appearance. And I know you and I talked about this, Brandon. Remember we talked about this?
1: Yeah, I, was, I almost felt like we were just at an intimate table right there and you were like asking me permission. I'm like, girl, you don't, get, you don't need to ask me permission for anything. We actually had a pretty deep, intimate conversation our first time.
0: Yes, we did. I mean, we even talked about my, you know, non-existent love life, but that's a whole different episode. But I, I, what, I'm really, what I really want your audience to hear, this is not about paid guest appearances. What this is really about is valuing our work that's what it really is because i think we do, i think as entrepreneurs you know the the creative side comes so naturally to us and we sometimes feel scattered and anxious and just all over the place and when we really spend that time in reflection and solitude and we really kind of lock into this core of who we are you got to see yourself as a beautiful human being who has all these creative ideas and really pay homage to those ideas cuz those ideas come from a very deep place they come from pain they come from knowledge they come from wisdom they come from seeing things and it's like we got to have more respect for ourselves and our ideas. And so yeah, I'm over it. I'm I'm over feeling guilty, you know, asking people to pay to be on my show because it's like I know that my gift is to be able to bring out the best in other people. So, I want to be compensated for that and I'm okay with
1: that. Absolutely. Love yourself first and then everything from there just it starts falling in place. So, you know, talking about, you know, just people in general or the people that you work with a lot of time, I feel that we get stuck. And we don 't know how to execute what 's in our head, you know we were kind of just talking about that how do we execute the plan that 's in our head we're we've recently gone through, or I should we're still going through the pandemic to me it 's allowing us to reset and and you know find new ways how we can accomplish things. How have masterminds helped you when you 're looking to reset and get unstuck with your ideas?
0: okay, this is such a timely question so. I recently just signed up for, I'm going to say a group coaching program. You can call it a mastermind. I myself signed up for a $4,000 book proposal coaching program. So little story for your audience. Six years ago, I had started, I had actually completed an entire book proposal, but you have to remember, and I'm going to share this with you. When I wrote this book proposal six years ago, I had not gotten divorced yet. I had not gone through rehab twice. I had not gone through extremely toxic, unhealthy relationship with an addict. And then me myself became an addict myself and had to go through a lot of what I've been through and have learned so much from. So that book proposal that I wrote six years ago, it's like the one thing in my life that I felt unfinished. I was like, man, like there, I, that's, I I usually complete most of my projects or, you know, I'll reframe it or pivot or all that. But, you know, I've been feeling like, man, my book proposal is the one thing that I never really uh, brought to life. And so I had this opportunity to join this woman's uh, book proposal coaching program. She's like the former book marketing manager for Hay House, which is a huge you know, self-help um, publishing company, book publishing company. So I came across this opportunity to join it. And you know, it's $4,000. And I was like, holy fucking shit, that's a lot of money. I had the money to do it. I did. But for me to spend that type of money upfront, was like, it was a little scary for me because I'm going to say this, I'm a mindset coach and I still got my own mindset issues. I just know how to overcome them a lot quicker, faster than other people. But the thoughts in my head were, oh my God, is this really going to make a difference? Am I actually going to do this book proposal if I join this program? Do I really have what it takes? Do I even have anything important or relevant that hasn't already been said before? People have already wrote all these books already. What's going to make it any different If I do it right, this is the rattling of thoughts that I think if you're listening to this and you've had ideas and you're an entrepreneur, you've had the, what do I matter? I suck. It's not going to make a difference, but I did it. I did take the action. And I said to her, the woman who's starting the program, Rochelle, we spoke on a Tuesday. This was a a month ago. I said, give me until Friday to make my decision. I knew that I was going to be a yes. I just wanted to make the decision to pay for this from a very neutral place because I do not want to invest my money with an emotional charge behind it, either too elated or, or, or scared. I want to be neutral about that decision to spend my money. So I gave myself four days to get to a very quiet place. And then when I finally paid, I was like, I was good to go. I was like, that's it. So to answer your question, what it's done for me mentally, it's created a domino effect. First thing that it did was, it's like, holy shit, I'm going to be in this group coaching program for 10 weeks. I need a proper environment for me to write. So the room that I'm recording this uh, this interview with you was my second bedroom. I just converted it into a beautiful office. Uh, I'm going to be wallpapering it. So it's just a domino effect. This is what happens when you invest in yourself. It does something to you. It's like, holy shit, I'm worth it. It's like, okay, now I got to create my environment. Now I got to get myself into that state. Second. So the second thing that I did after that was to redo my entire second bedroom, which had this huge ass bed in it that no one was using. So I got rid of the bed. I put it in my storage, created an office. I got a desk and now all ready to go. And so What has it done for me? Well, we start our program October 6th. This episode won't be released by then, but I start on Tuesday. I'm mentally ready. I have a space where I can write. I've been waking up at six o'clock every single morning, just getting myself back into better habits because I fall off the wagon too. You know what I mean? Like, you know how it is, you know, you'll be like consistent. I'm consistent in my business, but when it comes to my personal self-care, you know, I'm very consistent. And then like, I'll be hormonal and I'll fall off the wagon and I got to get back on track. So my point is, it's a beautiful thing to be in a community of like-minded people who are all having a shared vision. It may look different than your vision, but it's a shared value, right? The value and the goal is we're gonna complete this and we're doing it separate but together. And there's power in that. And there's only like seven or eight people in the group, so it's an intimate group. And it, it, what, what you're essentially saying to the universe, to God, to yourself, when you go ahead and you, and you pay for this thing is I am worth the time. I am worth, I am worth the effort. And um, it is okay that I do not know what the fuck I'm doing. So I'm going to ask for help and support. That's re- essentially what I'm saying is that I, I am worth this time and effort. And I acknowledge that I do not know what I'm doing. So I'm going to get the help. And when you put yourself out there, when you put your pride and your ego aside, good things happen.
1: I tell you what, you're the third person in the last two weeks that I've talked about. And, and it's coming back. It's like the, the, the universe is starting to put people around me that are writing books or they're entering you know, courses on how to write books. It's really interesting. I'll have to share someone's name after this with you that has a similar type of course that I recently met at a speakeasy. So, but yeah, I love, and I can't wait to uh, see when that book comes to light next year, I'm guessing, and uh, see how it goes.
0: The first step is to write the proposal, then I'll be shopping around uh, for agents who then will kind of bring it to other publishing houses and then hopefully you know, get paid to write. And what I really want is to help people make sense out of chaos, because if there's anything I know all too well is living a life of chaos and being addicted to that chaos, that has shown up in so many different ways, drugs, alcohol, relationships, my mind, everything, and really help people make sense out of it because we do deserve peace in our life, you know, but we gotta give it to ourselves.
1: Yes. Yes. So masterminds, what we were just talking about, coaching, self-help, they've been around for a long time. Back to the apostles. Benjamin Franklin had the Leather Apron Club. And then eventually, Napoleon Hill talks about it in a book called Think and Grow Rich, Masterminds. You know, as I see that there's been this huge boom of self-education moving away from traditional education over the last few years, and you were brought up more in the traditional education, that's how your family had it. Where do you see self-education versus standardized education going forward
0: so i want to say this first even though i was trained with uh like formal education i was raised hindu and um i would go to temple every week uh hindu temple with my parents and so we always got together all of us hindus to pray so you know the idea of being around like-minded so in this case it was more religious right so i've always been i've known the power of being a part of a community and I'll, i'll just say this transparently i i'm Indian, first generation Indian. I grew up in an all white town, right? So my parents always had my sister and I uh, be a part of like Indian cultural groups so we wouldn't lose our sense of self and culture. So from a very young age, I was trained to be around people who look like me and who came from the same culture and religion so we wouldn't lose that because being a first generation Indian, it's so easy to lose our <clears throat> Indian culture because we're now immersed in the Western world. So from a very young age, I've known the importance of that. I strayed from that and isolated a little bit because I just never felt like I really belonged anywhere. But I will say as far as self-education versus formal, I think, like I said, formal education is valuable, but knowing my tagline, Brandon, is know yourself, do anything, right? It's not, it's not know your textbooks and do anything. It's like, know yourself. Um, Self-education for me has been the greatest investment and the greatest amount of time that I've spent has been on myself. And it's every single day. I never want to be like, oh, I've gotten here. I'm there. What what the fuck does that mean? Like, as long as I'm alive and breathing, I can still change, right? There's still an ability for me to micro evolve every single day. Self-education for me has been the greatest education because we are so limitless in who we are. Actually, one of my favorite movies is Limitless by Bradley Cooper. First of all, he's hot. He's, oh my God, he's so good looking. Um, I, 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 oh my God, I love him so much. But yeah, it just goes to show like there's so much depth to who we are and there's so many layers to who we are. And I've just always wanted to know, who am I? Who am I? Oh, can I do this? Can I do this? Like, I just find our, I find myself and I, I'm saying this to everyone listening, like, we are so complex, yet we are so simple like it's it, we're simple and so complex. I've just always been so curious to know more about myself. I just want to know who who am I, who am I then It's like I can be whoever I want to be, and that's even a greater freedom. I can be whoever I want to be and as someone who has experimented both b- taking unhealthy paths and and healthy paths i I, I see I literally can be whoever I want to be. I can be the girl who uses cocaine six days a week and drinks and You know, does all and you know and and uh, engages in reckless behavior. I can also be the six figure entrepreneur who runs a membership community and has a podcast. I can be whoever I want to be, and that is the it is the scariest truth in the entire world, but it's the most liberating truth in the world. Is to be like shit. I literally have the power to be whoever I want to be, and it all starts with what I choose to believe about myself. And that's why self-education is so important, because we are conditioned to believe certain things about who we should be as a man, as a woman, as as our role as a human being in society. But we got to stop and ask ourselves, what am I going to choose to believe about myself and not just, you know, drink the Kool-Aid and try to keep up with the Joneses and match the status quo? Like, I've always just been like, why? Why should I listen to this person? What do I think about it? What I think about myself is so much more important than what anyone tells me. And so that's what I always try to encourage with my clients is get to know yourself. Who are you? Make sense out of your mess. Make sense out of your story. Ask yourself where you came from. Ask yourself, what was I taught to believe about this? Don't just be a lame duck and just listen to what people tell you. Even, all, even what I'm saying to you right now. Take what I say with a grain of salt. Don't just listen to be like, he said it on a podcast and must be right. Take what I'm saying and be like, how do I feel about this? Does it align with my values? Does it align with what I believe about whatever? Like take everything with the grain of salt because ultimately you have to answer to yourself. And that, and that requires self-education.
1: Absolutely. And we, that, the great thing about self-education is, is it's, it's limitless. Like you said, it's, it's never ending. We can always continue. Whether we are 15, 45, or 75, we can continue to learn from the people around us and other people's experiences. And we can sit there and say, who do I want to become? And that changes who you are today if you focus on who you want to become, who you want to be, and, and then it allows us to rewrite our past so we don't, again, use it as a crutch. So when, when, someone, when people like this start investing in their future, they've got a better than vague idea what they're going to get out of it. We're able to have some form of expectation you know, about what we're going to learn when we go into someone's mastermind or program. What should people expect when they enter your reality?
0: No one's ever asked me that. Oh, this is when you know that like, that's a good question. Cause I literally cannot just okay. T- when you enter my reality, whether as a friend or, a, or a, a, as a client or a mastermind or membership, it's um, I, oh wow, Brandon, I've, I'm literally, a... you can expect to not be bullshitted. You can expect to be cheered on, but also be told the brutal, honest truth of what I see and what I'm seeing and hearing and there, and you you may be asking well why the fuck should i listen to you well as someone who has had to confront her own deepest darkest demons and get sober and i don't just mean sober from drugs and alcohol but emotionally sober spiritually sober i would not be where i am today without the practice of rigorous honesty whether it's my sponsor my counselors that i've worked with in rehab my own parents my mother, you know, she's a she's an Indian immigrant w- woman. She is scary as hell. But she has been the most honest person in my life, even when I don't want to hear it. I've had to have, you know, it's, it's the people in my life that have been honest with me that I know really give a shit about me. And so that's what I use with other people. Like, I will let you know if you are making excuses in your life. I will let you know if you are just full of sexy reasons and if you're letting yourself off the hook. But I'll also nurture you and be kind to you and let you know, like, listen, I understand that you're afraid, but here's what you're going to do anyway. Because I think ultimately we all want to see our greatness come to life. And if we, we cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created that problem. And so my role is always to be like, listen, I could be your best friend, your cheerleader, your coach. And just human to human, I see you, I get you, and I'm not going to let you off the hook because I wouldn't be where I am today. And where I am today is pretty fucking good. And I don't even want to downplay it because just two years ago, I was using cocaine. Like, just two years ago. Like, like that's that's so not long ago. Do you know what I mean? Just, two, And I was, like, on television as a, as a co-host of a morning show. Like, I was leading this double life. And, like, where I am today is just so, like, polar opposite. So it's like... I want people to see themselves like the way I see them, which is you are bright, you are brilliant, you have everything inside of you and you are getting in your own way. So I'll do whatever I can to help you get out of your own way by holding you accountable to what you said you wanted.
1: Wow, and that's just raw and beautiful. And you're just like, listen, this is where I was, this is who I am, and this is how I'm gonna help you get there because you've actually had these life experiences. You've actually been able to own your own shit.
0: I've had to take one for the team multiple times. So I'm like, took one for the team. I'm like, listen, I get it. So like, I, I I do offer that like understanding. Like, it's like, listen, I get that you feel insecure. I understand that you're scared. I understand this. And you're not alone in this process. So like, that's why I I mean, I don't like people to become reliant on me, but I also, because I I don't, I think we need to learn to be emotionally self-reliant. But I also feel like, it's scary to do this thing called self-expression alone. It's scary to put yourself out there because what will people think? What will your mom and dad and your aunt Mary think about you? It is, but like my goal is always to be like, "Listen, I got you. Don't worry. I'm not going to leave you. I'll be there for you no matter what." Like that's that's what has always helped me and that's what I hope to be there, you know, be for other people.
1: You're an extension of them. So, you know, I feel that people have a way of surprising us. You know, people that have gone through your program, people that have been through other things, whether it's due to their willingness to learn, their drive, whatever it is, the rooms you put together, you're typically, you're you're hand-selecting these people, whether it's for your mastermind or for for your monthly membership, okay? Has anyone been to, through your coaching, through your mastermind, and what they were able to accomplish surprised you based off of the people and the program that you put together?
0: Nobody has surprised me. What I mean by that is, I've always known that they had it in them if anything they've surprised themselves. I'm not surprised by anyone's transformation because I truly believe everyone has the ability to change. Everyone has the ability to shock themselves. And like I said, if anything, my clients have almost been almost ast- they've been astonished by their own ability to change. My job is to be a consistent, solid sounding board, reminding you yes you can, yes you can, yes you can. Do it, do it. Yes you can, like just keep doing it. Like just keep doing it. So I don't know if that's a right answer to your question, but people who come to me usually are not wishy-washy about changing. Uh, You know, I, I, I will say this, it is, I focus more on client retention than client acquisition because I know that not, most people are not ready to change. No one's ever ready to change, but what it takes for people to change is usually you have to become very sick and tired of yourself. Your life also has to be on the line. You also have to be in a lot of pain to change. I don't think you have to be all of those things. But what I've seen over the course of 10 years that unless you are truly sick and tired of the bullshit, you don't actually change. So I know that most people are not going to jump up and down to come work with me because they know that when they come to work with me, that shit's about to get fucking real. Like it's about to pop off, right? We're about to start to peel back all those layers of your insecurities, your beliefs, your your ego, your darkness, all of it. And I'm going to have you take action. And most people don't want to do that because it's scary. So when the people who do come to me, when they're ready to invest financially, mentally, emotionally, Those are the ones that have been hand-selected by God, the universe, whatever, to come to me, to work with me, and so they're ready. I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah. Is there a success story that without giving any names or any specific, but something you could give us a little more specific and say, they went through this, and they were here, and they were able to accomplish this?
0: Yeah, I will talk about my one client that she's been working with me. Now, she's my one-on-one client, um, but I will say that she... She came to me. uh, I don't want to say desperate. She wasn't desperate, but she was like, Voss, I'm like really ready to stop holding myself back. She has a a local business here in Austin. She has like very uh, gourmet cookies. I posted about her on my feed, on my Instagram, actually. But she was someone who she's excellent in business. But the one thing that was holding her back was her own personal life and her ability to stand up, communicate for what she believes in, really have some structure and systems in her creativity. Her self-talk was shit. She knows this. Her self-talk was always telling her like, oh, you're not going to be consistent. You're not going to do this. And so she would start and stop and start and stop, which is like most of us, right? We start and stop and start and stop. And now uh, we've been working together now for six months. She consistently works out every single morning. She's paid off all her credit card debt because one of the things that we did within the first three months of working together, because she happens to be here in Austin, she came over She printed out her six months worth of financial statements. We went through every single Chase statement, every single credit card statement, Amazon statement. We spent four hours with each other. We spent four hours with each other and we looked at where she was frivolously spending money. And we took a hard look at how much money she'd been spending. And she's like, okay, I got to get a handle on this. She needed some hand-holding. And that's the thing. She had the balls and the courage to really say, I need someone to help me with this. So she's now completely debt-free. She has about $12,000 in her savings. She's now putting aside money to invest back into her business. She's hired delivery people in her business. She's hired people in her kitchen to help her. The little things that we're now working on, which she's seeing is catching up to her, those little power leakages. Like She's like, I need to write down my delivery process. I need to write down my kitchen process. I was like, yeah, you need to have a system for everything because if you really want to expand your business, and you want to be able to have other people manage your business, you need to know what that process is. So we're now working on the little things, the little things that she kind of was like holding off, but she's willing to do it. She's willing to do it. And all she needed was someone to just sit with her and help her do it. And there's no shame in that. So she came to me, open, but slightly skeptical, right? Like there's always that, like, I really want to change, but are you really going to help me? I really want to change, but do I really have to do this? But now she just does it. Every call that we have, she's like, boss, this is the agenda. This is what I want to talk about. And then she'll be like, and I also really need to call myself out on this. So she's now becoming the most honest person in her life. She's now calling herself out with me. And that, that is rigorous honesty that she doesn't have to tell me. She can keep those secrets to herself. I'm not, badgering her to tell me but she knows that the way to grow is to hold herself accountable to somebody else your secrets keep you sick so if you want to stay sick keep lying to yourself you know
1: wow brilliant i love it i love it uh talk i mean that was a great success story and i appreciate you you know sharing that with us so i think you know i was working with a coach recently and we talked about success and when you define success you also have to define failure because if success is I wanna to go to every one of my kids' soccer games and then you miss one, now you've also you know, failed. So there's a lot of things that go into being successful and defining your success. But I think mentorship, willingness to fail, experimentation partnerships are a few things you know, when it comes to the pillars of success. With the sensitivity of social media out there, I think we're afraid to talk about our successes and be successful. What do you think it takes to actually get over the hump of being successful?
0: The first thing that you have to do is define your, define what success means to you based on your own values. Getting over the hump of being successful, because I believe that while a lot of us have a fear of failure, we do have a fear of success because we're afraid people are going to think we're bragging. They're going to think we're arrogant. It's lonely at the top. You know what? It is fucking lonely at the top because not everyone really makes it to their perver- per- proverbial top And if you have been raised in a family where the languaging of, oh, who does she think she is? And there's a lot of jealousy and there's a lot of comparison. Of course, it's going to be scary for you to overcome those own inner battles of being successful because you're afraid that other people are going to think, who do you think you are? So this is what I say. Ultimately, you you, got to be willing to be alone and you got to be okay and comfortable with yourself. You have to be okay. And just imagine like, hmm, if I... If it was just me for the rest of my life, would I be okay with that? And it's a hard pill to swallow because not everyone can say, yes, I've come to the point where it's like, if it were, yeah, I would miss people in my life, but it is more important for me to be fully self-expressed and be used up by the time that I die than it is to live with regret and be comfortable. So, you know, play on my own insecurity so other people don't feel insecure and downplay my own gifts so other people feel more comfortable. You, you got to ask yourself what's more important. That's that. So for me, the idea of laying in bed on my deathbed and I think about this and being like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. I can't live with that. I can't, I can't, I can't handle that. No way. But, I, but, but, but I can handle pissing a few people off. I can handle being alone, but I can't handle living with regret.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. No regrets. So as, as we get, as we're coming to a, you know, to a close here, I think there's always new ideas brewing during prosperity, but I think ingenuity and innovation really come when we feel the squeeze. And I think there's a little bit of squeeze out there in the world right now. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you?
0: Awesome. So I already shared about the book proposal. So that's definitely going to be the focus, at least until December, going to be writing my book proposal and then 2021 shopping for agents and and a, a publishing deal. I can't even believe I'm saying it out loud. It sounds weird to even say that, Brandon, because if you only knew where I was... And me even being able to say this right now with such a pure, clean conscience, it's like night and day for me. So I just want to say that it feels uncomfortable even saying it, but I'll say it anyway.
1: Comfort kills. Remember that comfort kills. So it's best to be uncomfortable.
0: Yes. So I, yeah, just even I'm proud of myself. So uh, I'm very proud of myself. And I'm also, I also know I wouldn't be here by the grace of God. So I have to say that. Um, So over the next year, it will definitely be a lot of book stuff. Um continuing to grow my membership community and serve the existing members in the membership community. Cause like I said, I focus more on retention than acquisition. Also I would, well, I'm just going to say it. I, I, I would, I would love to meet the love of my life.
1: Put it out there.
0: I actually am 38. I've never wanted to have kids, never wanted to have kids. And I've gotten really clear with myself. Like I think I've never really wanted to have kids because I never really thought I could find a partner that I could have a family with. Like, even as I say this, Brandon, I want to cry right now. I will hold back from crying, but I, I, you know, to be business wise, like, yeah, my business will, like I said, my business is the one thing that I don't actually ever need motivation for. I really don't. Cause it's like, that's my baby. My business is my baby. Other than my golden retriever, my business is my baby. But yeah, I think I'm ready to like, you know, meet, meet somebody and maybe even have a kid who knows, like, I, I don't know. My-
1: Put it out to the world and see what comes back on there. Because you know what? It doesn't matter. You know, what other people think? It's what you want. You know, let that emotion let the emotional barriers down and speak it to the world because then it comes back tenfold and you don't have to actually sit there and say, when is this gonna happen to me? It's gonna happen because you're ready for it. So what's what's a tip, a tactic or an actual item that if someone listened to this right now in the next 30, 60, 90 days, if they actually took that, they could see real action and real, real results in their life.
0: Every time you hear a thought in your head that is condescending, not, you know, it, uh, condescending, discouraging, cynical, fear-based, notice it. And then I want you to say back to it, not true. That's it. Just say not true. And then take the action. Be like, nope, not true. Not true. Keep, you got to have that self-talk dialogue. You, you got to, you you know, yes, I'm all for hiring coaches, mentors and all that, but like you on you you got to be able to address those demons in your head by yourself because you can't have a coach on call every single minute. You're gonna have to be your own coach at some point, like when when people are not around. Uh, I'm gonna share a really quick story. I know you got to go soon, but I want to just say this is like after a year and a half of sobriety. Yesterday, I went out with my friends. hadn't been out in a while. All the bars are open in Texas, and I don't go to bars because what the fuck am I going to do in a bar? I don't drink. I don't nothing. But we went to this like this outdoor kind of pickleball court. Pickleball is like racquetball, I guess. And uh, it was really nice outside. Beautiful, beautiful day, right? And I had this thought in my head that was like, man, a drink would be really good right now. Like I was, I was seriously jonesing for like a glass of rosé yesterday. And I was like, what the hell? You're a half sober. Why, am I, why do I still have this thought? And I was able to just kind of observe my mind. The fact that it was a beautiful day. I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. Why is my mind telling me that I need a drink right now? What's up with that? And in the old Vasavi, would have been like, sure, let's go get a drink. Right. But the Vasavi, who's been sober for a year and a half, observed that thought and was like, what's going on that you feel the need? You feel good. So, therefore, your mind is telling you that you need a drink. So, I was able to obviously, I did not drink, but I had this dialogue with myself. I was able to see my thought as just a thought and not as the truth. My mind is telling me, Vas, get a drink. But then I had to reconnect back with my core values and ask myself, what's more important? Is it more important for me for that instant gratification and have a drink? Or is it more important to be able to openly share on this interview, I'm a year and a half sober. It's more important for me to share I'm a year and a half, over a year and a half sober. So it's just really, really, and I use my, the conversation that I had about the alcohol yesterday as an example, but it's going to show up even entrepreneurship, like your mind's going to tell you, don't hit publish on that blog post. Don't put that video out there. Don't talk about politics on your podcast. Don't share your opinion on your podcast. And then you got to reconnect with yourself and say, what's more important to me? Is it more important for me to be liked and loved and just kind of show this like shiny, oh, I don't have an opinion. I don't want to rock anyone's feather or you know, rock the boat. Or is it more important for you to be self-expressed? Is it more important for you to be aligned with who you really are and say what you really, what you really think? So you got to know yourself and be true to that.
1: I think that's the best way for us to end it. We have Vasavi Kumar. You have been open and honest about your own struggles that didn't define you, but have made you why you're one of the top people that we've had the fortune of talking with. You're the founder of the Mind Your Own Business membership community, the hit publish mastermind, and also the podcast host of Being Human. Check her out. Her information will be in the show notes below, Vas. Thank you. And I look forward to our future conversations. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Brandon, for having me on.
1: Thank you for listening to the mastermind effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the mastermind effect.